which technique would you prefer? If you're on the team, say you're Christian Watson or you're, you know, whatever, would you prefer the Tom Brady technique of grab your face mask and scream directly into your eyes or the Aaron Rodgers technique of just... (laughs) 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 Or the Aaron Rodgers technique of just ignore you completely? Uh, That's a good question. I want the tongue. Give me the tongue. Welcome back. Season 2, Episode 3 of the SSFL Podcast. Week 1 is in the books. Oh, does it feel good to be 1-0? Tony, mm. how good mm-hmm. does it feel? Um, there's no better feeling. I was golfing with Brandon last week, and he asked the question, you know, the, what's a better feeling, winning a championship or winning Week 1 of the fantasy football season? Um, I think it's close. Having experienced both back-to-back, it's hard to decide. Eric, um, how's it, how's it feel to be uh, 0-1? Uh, I think we got to look at the positives here. Lots of targets for my guys this week. Going forward. <laughs> game. And Kevin, also 0-1? Yeah, well, it never feels good to go 14-0, and so it's nice to sprinkle in some losses. <laughs> we need a name for the like all the rivalry bowls. That's like a subject for later, but mm. like there's just there's got to be something for most of them. Well, Kevin and I is not really a rivalry. I Oof. think um, I'm not even out of the intro. Not even out of the intro. But you know, do you guys remember last year at the end of the season uh, when Tony like broke character and was like, you know, it was hard to keep up the heel attitude for an entire season. I don't know if I can do it again <laughs> next year. It's been like two hours. Got a whole off season to rest. To load <laughs> ammunition. <laughs> There were some shenanigans before this week even started with Tony being a shithead in trades, too. Uh, Eric, break down the uh, the trade that never was. Yeah, okay. So on like Thursday or Wednesday or something, Jalen Warren was named the backup to Najee Harris. And I was kind of looking at it like, hmm, maybe I should pick this guy up. But I don't know who I would drop. So then it went by a couple of days and I figured, okay, no one is wanting to pick him up. It's fine. I'll wait until Sunday morning to pick him up. And then whoever I drop, I'll get to keep until Tuesday. Or, I, or sorry, whoever I drop will be on waivers till Tuesday. And if they have an awesome week, I get, at least have a shot of bidding to get them back. Admittedly too cute. But then on Saturday morning, uh, Anthony's waiver claim comes in. He picks up Jalen Warren, which is fine. Fair play. The shitty thing is he then offers me a trade. Uh, and I say, I would have dropped Jacoby Myers. Would you like Jacoby Myers? He says, yes. And then the trade sits there for six hours and then he backs out. So that's just like... It's poor play. Yeah, that's poor form. That's just rude. I mean, verbal agreement is got to be close. Yeah, I just changed my mind. It's not surprising. It's, okay. it's just disappointing, I think, is the right term. All I can say is I'm kind of operating. Not like I don't expect you guys to understand, but I'm kind of operating on like another, just like a different level of fantasy football right now. Um, so it, it's just the way it rolls. I don't know where to go with that. That's just, it's too much. It's not even like he scored like particularly many points. Me? Yeah. My team? I would suggest you go maybe look at the the 
the standings again. I think I feel like I was in the top half. It's pretty. He scored good. less points than Kyle, so I don't know how much we need to talk about this. I mean, I think a lot of teams scored less points than Kyle. <laughs> Big ups to Kyle. No, the, the That's truth true. is that. You know, I, I was sitting there like I did like Jacoby Myers and I was out grocery shopping and I kind of just like did a cursory like, oh, yeah, that seems fair. And then I looked at my team and I was like, I am so desperate for like another running back that I felt like I needed to hold on to running back kind of lottery tickets. And so I changed my mind. Is that why you have five of them on your bench? That is exactly why I have five <laughs> of them on my bench. Um, and I just thought like the upside to Jacoby Myers was like, I can't see him like sneaking his way into my lineup really. Although admittedly, like he did make some really nice plays and there was a moment before Najee Harris got hurt, which by the way, it sounds like he might play next week anyway, but before Najee Harris got hurt where I was watching Jacoby Myers, like making these like ridiculous sideline catches. And I was like, shit, maybe I should have, like, I shouldn't have backed out of that trade, but you know, it's how she goes. I mean, it's still, still potentially out there for you, but also I'm just curious if you'd be interested in this. So, as you said, Najee Harris is um, probably going to play this weekend. So, you could continue to hold Jalen Warren. And best case scenario for you, Najee Harris gets actually knocked out. Jalen Warren takes off takes over that role behind a frankly atrocious offensive line in Pittsburgh. And maybe gives you like Chuba Hubbard level production from last year. Or Very true, yep. Uh, maybe you want Rashad White on your team. It's another <laughs> another running back uh, flyer for you with a better offensive line. Leonard Fournette, probably equally brittle to Najee Harris. And if he gets in, he probably actually scores some points because the team around him will create that opportunity. Didn't he, From what I remember watching him on Sunday night, he was like remarkably bad, Rashad White. But... Maybe he only got a handful of carries. He came in kind of in garbage time. Dallas defense is pretty good at stopping the run, I would say. Mm. Michael Parsons is all over the place. Also, as you've said in the past, rookie running backs tend to start slow, come on late in the year. Really what mm. you're looking for mm. is like the upside week eight play. Okay, but what you're forgetting is that it's more fun for me to hold on to your first round picks back up. <laughs> All right, well... Now, you're welcome to offer me a better player. Mm, I think we'll hold on to it. It's one of those things, I think... Mm, okay. If he was on the waiver wire going into this week, I think probably a lot of people would put in bids, and you might even get, like, I would say maybe, like, 40 fab up on somebody like Jalen Warren with the questions about Najee. But I think because you already picked him up, I don't know, maybe there's a market out there from other people for him. I'll trade him to you for 40 fab. Uh, I don't think so. No, thank you. I'm not that desperate here. I've got a lot of uh, my own wildcard running backs here on the bench. I think it'll be fine. But, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'd be a little bit more desperate if I were you after your week one performance. <laughs> As I said, week one is all about, you know, looking forward. I have Brees Hall, 10 targets. Juju Smith-Schuster, eight targets before halftime. Pat Fryermuth, 10 targets. Uh, Javante Williams, 12 targets. People thought Cortland Sutton was the number one receiver in Denver. Not even close. Team's looking out. I'm not scared. Wait, do you have Jerry Judy? No. Javante Williams. Got 12 (laughs) targets in the game. Oh, oh, I see. I was like, what do you... You don't have... Okay. Yeah. I just want to shout out James. I feel like we always have a close game. 
and would have beat 10 of the other teams the this week and just happens to run into my boy Patrick Ice putting up 45 points week one. Oh, it feels good. Brendan, do you have anything to say to Kevin regarding Patrick Mahomes as the number two quarterback taken in the draft? You know, it's week one. We'll see where it goes. I'm happy with it. You don't want to take a week one victory lap? I think that 44.9 points really speaks for itself. Okay. Okay. It does. And I think you guys took that out of context last week. but Yeah, we don't do that here. (laughs) You're like... I would agree with Kevin. You're like aggressively not understanding what Kevin's question was. But... I understand it quite fine, to be honest. <laughs> now, whatever stupid fucking level you're on, you probably can hear it from there. So enough with this. I can't believe Anyways, he did look really, really good, though. He sort of looked like he was on a mission to prove that he doesn't need Hill. Honestly, that's my biggest takeaway. Like not trying to rub it in, but like it didn't really feel like I missed him that much. I always think in week one, it's interesting when you have these blowout games, what you can take away from it. Like, it's really easy to look at that and go, wow, the Chiefs are amazing. They're the best team in the world. But we might, three weeks from now, just be like, wow, the Cardinals are complete dog shit. And the Chiefs <laughs> might go out on Thursday night against the Chargers and lose. Like, that, very much in the round. That, that was kind of my takeaway, is I thought the Cardinals were maybe just really bad. Oh, for but, sure. Yeah, I think that it's good for a player like Juju to have that game first though like if you try or you know trot him onto the field and they play a good team and he goes up for the first ball and just gets crunched goes up for the second ball gets crunched like that that like puts a damper on the season like having him come out and like play well and have the Chiefs just run over them even if they're a shitty team I legit thought Juju was a tight end out there. He's moving so slow and he is so big. So I don't expect him to be anything moving forward. I'm being it's honest. I was like, oh, comment. that's another tight end. And it's he was lined up wide the entire time. Yeah, I know. And he looked huge and slow. He caught the first six balls that were thrown his way with like some pretty athletic that's catches. Nice. How many yards did he have? Uh, like 80 or something. Uh, it's a pretty good game. Pretty standard, pretty standard tight end stuff. <laughs> Better than Kyle Pitts, for sure. So, I uh, I just want to do a quick tight end check. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, 10th highest points in the flex spot. And scrolling, 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 looking for Andrews. Keep scrolling. Ooh, yeah. That's a long way. So, Kevin... Are we just going to go through everybody's picks and find someone who didn't have a big week and then just go scrolling, scrolling, scrolling? Because you can do that for every single pick. We could, but it might take a while for us to find cam makers. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. You just start at the bottom. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I'm being entirely honest, I actually, if anything, I feel pretty good. Here it comes. Here it comes. After yeah. this week. Here comes the justification. I was waiting for this. Okay, buckle in. Go ahead, Kev. Is everybody ready? Because apparently Anthony needed to jump in to suggest that everyone needs to be ready. I don't know. I think I'm pretty happy with the two running backs I have, and that would have been my biggest concern coming into the season. So I think the fact that I have more confidence in them, it's great. We talked a lot of shit about Clyde Edwards-Hulaire. It felt like he did the thing he needed to that game, too. I just want to say I think Clyde Edwards-Hulaire had a good week, but touchdowns are fluky. He only had seven carries and three receptions, and he was on the field the same amount as Jarek McKinnon. So, like, it's nice. It's definitely better than I would have thought, but, yeah. 
they also completely blew the doors off that game like right away and, yeah. and it was all edwards alaire at the beginning i i'll actually i'll actually agree with kevin here i'll defend him I actually like the edwards alaire pick when you made it and i thought he looked pretty good and i agree at the beginning of the game he was heavily involved the touchdowns were like a little bit fluky especially they were throwing to him like on the goal line not reliable but um i thought he looked better and yeah the, that game was out of hand like by the second quarter so the real the real um I think takeaway here is Isaiah Pachenko is an absolute stud and he's on the block. So hit me up if you need a running back, starting running back for the Chiefs by week. I really didn't think that we could get an increased level of smugness, but I guess you did announce that you were on a different level this year. So it's impressive that you made that about you, Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kevin, what was your highlight from this week? Oh man, I put me on the spot. Um, I don't know if I did watch the Cowboys game with Dion, so that was fun to watch the mental anguish like unfold. <laughs> um, and he's got Dak too, so it all it all like, comes together in a little bow. Uh, since you're with Dion, can you explain to me what Moondog for Little Chub means? Like this one's over my head. Pretty sure Moondog is a character from NBA Jam on Fire Edition. Uh, it's one of like the NBA mascots you play with. It's like Moon Dog, and they they think it's hilarious. And I'm assuming he has Chub and thinks that's funny. That's that's about as close okay. as I can uh, translate it. I think. <laughs> what else do we have to talk about? I feel like there were so many things. And then we talk about how Mike tried to, literally everything in his power to lose this week and somehow didn't. <laughs> what, what was what did he say on Thursday? Life comes at you fast. Yeah, it doesn't even know there's a game on Thursday. Cam Aker gets him zero points. He doesn't start either of the Bills wide receivers that score a touchdown on Thursday. And he still wins. Ridiculous. What a stupid game. <laughs> How did Shar manage to start a tight end with zero points? A, he was a Viking, so Shar picked him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, there were a lot of people hyping up Irv Smith before the season. He could have read something that convinced him. It's not crazy. Yeah, when you get 25 points from your starting running back and you only score... 60 like that's that's rough i can't really talk i didn't get that but you know it's uh it's tough i think you you do have to love jerry thursday coming up big on monday night though for mike in the monday night sweats it was fun to watch (laughs) very fun it's so funny coming out of a draft and scoring 60 points like just like i don't know that's gotta make you so nervous you just can't get too high or too low after week one that's it's exactly to stay right. humble. You gotta ride it out. Yeah, we're all on the same seas, <laughs> just different peaks of the wave. Yeah, it's like James always says when I'm playing golf with him. Whenever you know I get too hyped about a good shot or I get too pissed about a bad shot, he's like, "I don't know what you're worried about. You're not that good. You're not that good anytime. When you hit a bad shot, what do you expect? You're not that good." I don't know. I'll I'll speak on behalf of Brendan here and just say I don't know what you guys are talking about. Don't try to pull Brendan into your little cloud of smug over there. No, it's just the one and O cloud. That's all it is. Uh, this is the caution, caution, cautiously optimistic cloud. <laughs> Feels good to be one and O. The wheels have fallen off before; they will again. <laughs> okay, should we overreact to some draft picks after week one? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. What a shitty player. What a shitty human being. Really, I know we've done this before with Aaron Rodgers with the body language on the sidelines, like. You have a rookie wide receiver who drops a touchdown in the first play of the game. That's annoying. But 
you got to understand that you need to go like build that guy back up and maybe be a leader and help him out and not just like make a like grumpy face and then go and yell at your OC about it. Kevin's our resident Aaron Rodgers truther. What do you have to say about that? Uh, I mean, I agree to an extent, but I mean, the, the whole narrative this offseason has been not just Aaron Rodgers, but like everyone being critical of that skill position. And then so he said, you're playing in the biggest, best league in the world. And he puts an absolute dime if it's the pass I'm thinking of that Watson dropped. I'd be yeah. pretty annoyed too, especially when did they did they score another touchdown? Beck? Did they score? Yeah, AJ Dillon punched one in. Right. So I can understand that, but yeah, I mean, I think it's we have ample evidence that he's not exactly the uh, arm around the shoulder. Oh, it's okay. I remember the stories when Adams was coming into the league and he was just ripping Adams for his drops and stuff too. So I don't know. It's tough love, but so yeah. Ideally, you would like to see him build him up, but. I just guess I just made the case against that. Which technique would you prefer? If you're on the team, say you're Christian Watson or you're, you know, whatever, would you prefer the Tom Brady technique of grab your face mask and scream directly into your eyes or the Aaron Rodgers technique of just... (laughs) 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 Or the Aaron Rodgers technique of just ignore you completely? Uh, That's a good question. I'd rather get screamed at. I want the tongue. Give me the yeah, time. I want to feel yeah. something. I want to feel like he at least knows I exist. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Especially in that dynamic where, like, if he ignores you, there's a chance he just doesn't throw you the ball again. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to at least Tom cares. Uh, I guess, Eric, are you going to start him next week? Because, quite frankly, without Devontae Adams, and, and maybe it gets better, but it looked like him and his receivers were just not on the same page at all. So I'm just curious, like how comfortable are you starting him versus picking someone up off the wire? I guess you'll have to stay tuned. Oof. Oh, that's right. Here's, here's the question. Does someone start Carson Wentz next week? You'll, you'll have to stay tuned. I'm going to go put a bid in on Carson Wentz. <laughs> Please do. Please waste some fab on Carson Wentz. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going to go on for the Packers, though. That is actually something I, I had made a note of to bring up because I needed to see what they were going to look like without Adams didn't look very good and they're not like getting anyone airmailed in to help. So, I mean, run the ball, like the Vikings offense that they, they made it pretty clear. They're not gonna be able to keep up with them. So mm-hmm. they got to slow them down somehow. My takeaway from the draft is quarterbacks are pretty good at this game. You should draft them. You should draft the good ones. I think it's pretty clear that it's a wide receiver year. If you drafted one of the top five wide receivers, you're very happy right now. So all of them put up 20 plus points. Some of them put up 30-plus points. It's a true fact. Mm -hmm. You don't get to act that smug about it, Anthony. It's not like any of us had a chance to take someone other than him. Well, I guess Brendan did. Also, it's not really a break. exactly. Jefferson there. Sure was nice for the Bears to start off 1-0 against the 49ers, too, though. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about emotional damage watching Tony watch that game. <laughs> Just here we go yeah, again. Kevin did he got a jab in there for sure in our matchup of <laughs> the small victories. It yeah. Uh, it's it's not an NFL podcast, fantasy podcast. We don't need to unpack that game. It's a lot of baggage there. Chasing the Seahawks after week one, probably not a place you thought you'd be. Mm. Speaking of the Seahawks. Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I 
that game, I'm st- I'm still upset about the last like two minutes of that game. Just, just bullshit. Just baby, baby shit. Yeah. Play calling. Did you have anything riding on that game, Brendan? Or are you just upset from like a football standpoint? I'm just upset from like a, just yeah, yeah. from a football Agreed. standpoint. From Agreed. like, oh my job, like just <laughs> fucking risk your job. I mean, also it's week one as a new head coach. Like, just make a better call. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They like they had them lined up without like they didn't have the kick team on and then like brought him in and then he missed it and, and they called a timeout and then they did it again and he yeah. missed it. Yeah. No, that's actually a good point. When he missed the first one, I actually thought now would be a good time to bring Russ back on. Like you kind of got a second chance at life and he just doubled down. Like if if he drills that first one, like just mm-hmm. you know never never questioned like. Yeah, okay. Or, I mean, at least, like, has the distance on the first one. Like, it looked like the first one came up short. And they still put him out there. I don't know that for sure, just from the angle. And then also, it kind of seemed like when they had Russell line up on fourth and five that it wasn't even legit lineup. It was like the, you know, let's try to get him with the hard count. But he wasn't even, he was in shotgun, so Mm -hmm. he wasn't even really getting him with the hard count. Like, what was the point of that lineup? You know, clearly you had a play called. Why did you get scared by calling a timeout? I don't understand. And they had all three timeout. Well, they used one at the very end, but like they, it was just such a poor use of their timeouts. Anyway, like it was just baffling. I think it's been pounded enough. Now, the the best thing about this though is that it did affect one of our matchups. I actually thought Harsh was pretty much locked um, to catch Kyle, but um, Broncos country, let's ride. Mm-hmm. There is no riding to victory tonight. <laughs> Because he had Russ and who was the other person he had? Albert Anukalu. Um, who actually had a pretty decent game, all things considered, from a tight end. But you'd expect more from Russell. Some of us might. Not necessarily might. his fault. Well, the funny thing is, this is such a great thing for the league. Because Russell didn't play particularly bad, I thought. Like, his threw for a lot of yards. He had that one big touchdown. They just fumbled one, twice on the goal line. And even if he throws one or two of those for a touchdown, like his numbers look way better. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's all going to be on him, like couldn't win in Seattle, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, when it wasn't necessarily his fault. I love the poetry Um, coming up small on Monday night. I love the poetry of his biggest uh, failure in Seattle was throwing an interception on the one yard line in the Super Bowl. And then he comes into Seattle Mm -hmm. and runs at the one yard line twice and it fucks up and fumbles and he doesn't get a touchdown. And then mm-hmm. I would actually argue that he didn't play that well. Like, he completed a lot of passes and his mm-hmm. numbers look all right. And I love that he checked it down to Javante Williams 12 times in this game. But I think the fact that he checked it down to Javante Williams 12 times in this game when there were open receivers running downfield is a problem. Like, he was hmm. the classic Russell Wilson of, I am way too conservative and afraid of throwing picks and left points on the field. Hmm. And, like, Geno Smith I don't know. I just pl- outplayed him for at least the first half. Let's ride. Let's ride. Uh, it's so hard because it's 14 point swing. Those two fumbles, it's 14 points. So, like it looks so different if they, if they punch those two in. So I just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it might be a little bit of a case of like, um, like retrospection, like looking back on the outcome of the game and deciding how we got there and attributing that to Russell Wilson. When in reality, I think if they win this game, it's like maybe a different narrative, but I mean, the narrative that doesn't change is that Kyle beat Harsh, so... Broncos country, 
Let's ride. <laughs> I don't think you can argue that it's like a 14-point swing. Like, if he scores that first touchdown, the rest of the game is completely different. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Yeah, I guess that's 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 true. But they were moving the... I guess my point is they were moving the ball on Seattle to the point where they got down to the one-yard line twice. So... But I think that the way that they were moving the ball the entire game was dink and dunk short Mm -hmm. plays, which does not set you up well to score in the red zone. Like Seattle knows on those red zone plays on third and goal and fourth and goal that the Broncos playbook is not big enough. Like it was, I mean, I assumed they would run it. I'm not, you know, the coach or whatever, but it seemed obvious to me that they were running the ball in those situations. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also want to give um, Broncos credit for bringing back the halfback toss into the into the nfl my favorite play in madden from madden 06 they ran it like 15 times tonight and i was blown away that's a deep cut right there well done (laughs) who is the running back in in madden 06 that you ran it to brian westbrook brian westbrook okay the fact that you could just snap that off like 16 years later i mean it was the eagles running back at the time and he was very Mm. good at least in Madden. <laughs> He's good in real life too, but I think his yeah, like 96 was. overall in Madden was like potentially a little bit high considering he played in Philadelphia. <laughs> I think there might have been like a like a big market bump there. I haven't played Madden in many, many years because I think the game, I mean, it's a different topic, but apparently where he most steered is like unstoppable because he's just so right. fast. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's all you need to know about the game. So Yeah, that was a problem for Michael Vick in Madden 2004 and they haven't fixed it yet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think there's at least a little bit of this absolutely heartbreaking loss for Harsh tonight that is fueled from uh, his uh, like attitude towards me and this whole let's ride thing. Uh, the international call, which my work has to pick up the tab for. Um, I think that, uh, I think, you know, some, some things are just bigger than football, Harsh. And uh, as much as uh, Anthony told me, you have about five recordings of you saying that. So let's see if they get five wins, dickhead. <laughs> I can't wait for Harsh to clip this in week 15. <laughs> I didn't realize he actually just like straight up phone called you in the year of our Lord 2022. <laughs> yeah, it was a FaceTime or something, but whatever. Explain that one to Richie Brothers. <laughs> That's all right. I think, I'll, yeah, they'll figure it out. Important business decision. All right. Other than your own team, whose team do you feel the most better about after week one? Mm. Uh, James's. I think it's a lame answer, but I think like it's just I think he proved that he has a really solid team. Josh Allen did put up a shit ton of points, but like just a lot of good numbers there. Maybe not in the tight end position. Also, just a lot of points on the bench. Yeah, I think you have to feel good about the fact that Mike Thomas showed up for him. Like, that was his mm. one of his big swings, and it clearly paid off. At least as far as week one is concerned. So, I agree. I think Justin's team, you have to look at and feel really good about, too. Because of Saquon. Yeah, to- Saquon totally agree with that. Good. That was kind of going to be my pick. Yeah. Saquon's back, baby. I, I was going to pick Harsh's team until the game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> why do you say that because of russell <laughs> but like was there somebody else on the team that you were feeling good about before this happened no i, I didn't think that about Harsh's team Harsh's team sucks i think justin's team's good <laughs> okay <Sorry. laughs> i actually 
wasn't paying a lot of attention, didn't know where CMC ended up on the day. But, like, there were a couple red zone clips of him making some, like, real, like, only CMC can do these kind of runs. Mm. And it's surprising to see him only have 13 points. And that's with a single touchdown. 10 carries, 4 for 4 is, like, pretty lean. Yeah, it was weird usage. I don't know if they were, like, a little bit... Well, they've broken him two years in a row. Exactly. I think you have to feel pretty good about Tyler's team, too. I think Tyler's team showed, like... People were pretty down on Debo Samuel, or there was a lot of people like thinking Debo would have a bad year, and he showed that he's still going to run the ball a lot, and he's going to get the usage to have a pretty high floor every week. And then also on top of that, Amon Ross St. Brown picked up right where he left off last year and had a ton of targets and a lot of yards, and so if I'm Tyler, I feel pretty good right now. Yep, I agree with that for sure. And um, DeAndre Swift looks like an absolute stud, right? Yeah, absolutely. Does Dylan gain a lot of value seeing like the Packers uh, receive a game kind of? Yeah, I I think both Aaron Jones and AJ Dylan are like I, I have in another league. I have them both and I'm going to start them both watching that game. They're clearly the two best players on that offense other than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And they are getting a ton of work. Um, and AJ Dylan for sure. He had five catches, right? Five catches for 46 yards. I mean, that's you didn't expect him to catch the ball coming into this year. So. That's just an added bonus. And it's quite clear that he's like the goal line, like short yardage guy. So yeah, Tyler's team is looking really good. And I think Metcalf, I was telling, saying Kevin to this, I'm like, um, I, I wasn't in a position really to draft any of the Seahawks players at any sort of value because um, they all got taken. I think that's just like a little bit of a Seahawks homerism being so close to them. But I think their offense was just like undervalued coming into the year. And Metcalf is going to have some big games this year, I think. Gino has like hard eyes for Metcalf. And uh, I mean, he had like a less, like a, only five points this week, but I would expect him to have some explosions. So yeah, I agree, Eric. Actually, just looking at Tyler's team now, that's solid. Uh, let's go the other way. Other than your own team and my team, whose team do you feel the worst about this year after week one? Eric, I'm actually going to just throw your bone and say, I think your your team's fine. I think your team's absolutely fine. You just didn't score touchdowns this, this week. It happens. It's, yeah, you'll be fine. You just need a new quarterback. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but who do I feel worse about? Like, whose team were you high on before this week that now you're like, ooh, that's not good? I think Shar's team. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. Like, it's not just because he didn't score the points. Keenan Allen's out. CD Lamb doesn't have a quarterback anymore. Uh, Matt Stafford is broken. Irv Smith scored zero points. Yeah, Damian Pierce is the number two. Yeah. Or was I wrong? Dion's team maybe underperformed week one. Relative to like, you know, usually he's got a pretty solid draft. And I mean Cooper Cup did Cooper Cup things. Dak that's, got hurt. That's a tough one, so but that's... even before he got hurt late in the game. I mean, that that would not have mattered, right? He had Komet and Mooney playing in that monsoon too. Mm, true. <laughs> yeah, we we watched them like squeegee the field at like eight thirty, <laughs> and I immediately opened sleeper and sat every Chicago <laughs> player that I owned in any league. It's like absolutely not watching someone. I even switched out my kicker this. for Young Ho Fuck, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and he, he fucked. fucked. <laughs> what I will say about Dion's team is that Cup and AJ Brown look like. They're locked and loaded, like 
top 10 guys, maybe top five guys. I wasn't sure about AJ Brown and how Jalen Hurts would feed him, but they fed him. Yeah, I agree. And I was pretty down on him and he looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. And Rashad Penny looked really good tonight. He just didn't score. Um, so maybe Prescott did him a favor by getting hurt so he didn't feel obligated to start him because that offense looked horrible. Yeah, that's true. Lots of quarterbacks to pick up. Yeah, Dion, if you're listening, I'm going to put 25 in on Carson Wentz this week. So you're <laughs> going to have to go 26 if you want him. He's never going to listen. Surprise victories from Kyle. What do you think of Kyle's team? I mean, Let's the boom dot bus team boom. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he's looking for he's looking for a running back badly at number two. Yeah, Kyle Weir's story. (laughs) Like Elijah Mitchell's out. J.K. Dobbins maybe is back next week. Maybe I'm overestimating that. But uh, top stitch. But that being said, Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs are going to carry them to some wins this year. Like I think that's just Mm -hmm. it's going to be really solid based on what we saw. They're both getting fed like crazy. Devontae Adams got more than half the targets from Derek Carr on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Shar and I did have a dialogue. Speaking of Colts, about J.T for JJ, you know, Jonathan Taylor for Justin Jefferson. But he's going to hold on to Jonathan Taylor for now because his running backs are so bad, he said. Hmm. Which is, like, fair. I mean, that's the nature of fantasy football is that running backs inherently are a little bit more value just because of the scarcity, even if they are, like, an equivalent player. Um, But I just thought I'd let you guys know that um, Jonathan Taylor will be on my team at some point. Hmm. That doesn't seem good for the league. <laughs> I mean, if he trades Justin Jefferson for him straight up, I don't really have a problem with it. I'm sure you'll be insufferable about it either way, so like, I don't think you can win. Yeah. How do you feel about Allen Robinson, Anthony? <laughs> oh, that was like... Did you watch him? I... So beca- <laughs> I'm actually a little bit speechless, because if I had lost this week, then I wouldn't have been able to live that down. Because I squeaked out a victory thanks to Justin Jefferson, I feel like a little bit, <laughs> like totally changes my outlook, you know? But he, I hate to admit it, Kevin, but you're right. He was dogging it on like the... Yeah, he doesn't care. He, I wouldn't say... <laughs> no, no. He cares when it's a pass play. And like the ball is designed to go in like his side of the field. But you can tell when he's like jogging to the line of scrimmage, I'm like, oh, they're going to run the ball. Because he just stands yeah. there. Oh, my God. Um, so, I don't know. Go watch the uh, – he uh, Stafford threw him, like, a, sort of like a fade at, like in, like, garbage yeah. time. Like, it was, like, the fat last pass of the game. Go watch what he does on that. He doesn't even try for it. <laughs> doesn't even try for it. He realizes the defender's in the way, and he's like, I can't be bothered. Yeah. It's I embarrassing. actually have a decision if I want to – I I might not start him next week. I, I mean, I – I wouldn't, yeah. but I've already been burned by him enough. <laughs> I'll probably like is Atlanta roll though? with Waddle in. I know that's the thing though. He's got yeah, he's playing Atlanta, but I'm thinking I'll probably roll with Waddle and Justin Jefferson, and then I have Jeff Wilson, uh, sneaky good draft pick by me if I do say so myself. Sneaky shitty football. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was right, frustrating so... to watch. Yeah. Title for next week's episode: Allen Robinson support group. <laughs> <laughs> Put it down. Uh, Alan Robinson on the block, by the way. 
Who did Corderell Patterson hurt this week? Tell me he hurt somebody James. else because he played well. Oh, he hurt James. <laughs> Good. What can't that guy do, honestly? Seriously. Who I did not see this coming. I figured no. it was such a flash <laughs> in the pan last year. 22 carries, too. Like, Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> a shitload. <laughs> I'd be curious who had like who in the league had more carries other than him. No, Jonathan Taylor did. Like 30 Jonathan. something. That's funny. The Colts tried to throw the ball and they that halfway through. They're like, yeah, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> and started just running it. <laughs> and it's worked. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw Rodrigo Blankenship's nickname. Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) Well done. That was really good. (laughs) Yeah. He was tied for with our guy Nick Chubb for third most rushing attempts. Wow. Hmm. Okay, so speaking of Rodrigo Blankenship's nickname, do you guys have some early favorites for best nicknames you've seen from people in the league? I'm a big fan of the reactionary nicknames, like... (laughs) Shar going with broken record and hamstring Allen like right after their game is finished. It's like a, definitely like a cathartic um, thing to do, right? It's like you got to get get that bad energy out of there. I mean, harsh, not even that creative. Just re- renamed Russell Wilson to Mister Two Hundred Forty Five Million to set up a sixty four yard kick. <laughs> <laughs> also, things like Young Ho Fuck just crack me up because Brynn will look over my shoulder and she'll look at that and she like doesn't even try anymore. She's just like, you guys are weird and just moves on. <laughs> like she just <laughs> I like Justin's team name, the not- notorious BGCs. What are uh, what are BGCs, Kevin? Uh it's it's just a <laughs> some guy on YouTube. <laughs> Does a compilation of goes on Omega as Kermit and just like essentially shit talks people. It's pretty funny. Is that all he does? Uh, sometimes he pulls out a cute. Sometimes he pulls out a cucumber. <laughs> and uh, where does he pull this cucumber? Funny. Sorry. Well, just the lower part of the screen to complete the visual gag. I, I believe you can imagine it. it. And um, he just records it. It's really funny. Uh, so, anyways, instead of BBC, it's BGC. Sorry. <laughs> so what does BBC green. stand for, Kevin? Uh, I think it's a basketball league in um, <laughs> British Columbia. It's British Broadcasting Corporation. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, they do the news, Tony. Maybe we should throw that video clip up on the SSFL website so people can be familiar with what Kevin's talking about. It's actually kind of a weird juxtaposition because it's like a seven minute. He does a bunch of them, but it's like a seven minute compilation of him doing like that on Omegle. And then every once in a while, like the last clip will be like a musician that he found on Omegle. And he goes, oh, that's really good. He like gas and he like <laughs> gives the last two minutes as like a public service use to like promote these artists. It's a very weird. It's, it's a good idea, but I don't know if it lands with the audience. Tyler's nickname yeah, just, just got, updated. Just got him updated. <laughs> Isaiah Spiller off the milk. I don't know. Oh, it's of the milk. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor's version. What good. does that mean? Oh, Taylor oh, Swift. Eric. I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. What's version? She rewrote a bunch of her songs that uh, an old record label was being a dick about, and re-released them as like the most petty move ever. Uh, I see. Okay. Apologies for not being up on the things. Eric, walk us through Aaron Rodgers' nickname. I mean, there was that excellent video clip of him having some bro-y conversation with some Barstool sports guys. And they were asking him, like, so how many people do you think you've killed? 
no, no, no. Let's just like let just grandmothers. How many grandmothers would you say you killed? And then Aaron Rodgers is like, I don't find that funny. Like, <laughs> fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. You have seven people that like you, and you're gonna pull that card on them. Any more storylines that we're curious about heading into into week two here? Should we do like a quick? Let's do like a very quick. What do we got in week two? Pressure's obviously on the seven teams that are 0-1 because the only thing being worse than 0-1 is being 0-2. Oh, so, boy. So do we got any 0-1 teams playing each other? We must. We must, right? I'm playing Brandon. Oh. oh, 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 oh. I like that. That's my matchup of the week. I haven't even looked at the rest of them, but that's my matchup of the week right there. I'm playing Char, so put me down for a nice 2-0 start. <laughs> Kyle and Mike is going to be a funny game just from like the fact that one of them is going to be 2-0. Is anyone going to tell Mike there's two games on Monday next week, or do you think he's just going to get that surprise? That's actually a good point, Brendan. One of those two teams is going to be 2-0. and Good for them. Amazing. Maybe Mike will start a full lineup this time. <laughs> good for them. Listen to you. <laughs> what? That was genuine. No, it wasn't. <laughs> what did Kenny do? Did Kenny win this week? He did. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Good for him. You know what? we got to give a little love to Kenny for facing that adversity. Kenny was actually going to be one of the teams that I liked a little bit more, but he's got no depth. Like, I like his starters. James Conner, I actually thought, looked relatively spry. Um, I was kind of down on him, so that's nice. Delvin Cook's always good. Justin Herbert, absolute baller. That guy is so good. But, yeah, I mean, he's got his bench... I mean, you can look at Dontrell Hilliard, but you're not going to get two receiving touchdowns from him. So I guess my concerns with Kenny are the same as before. It's just that his stars performed, and that's good, but he better hopes they stay healthy. Also, Dion doesn't listen to the podcast, but shout-outs to him. Three, three, four years into season sleeper, no longer Team Dion Lane. He's made a team name for the first time. <laughs> yeah, one that no one understands, but a team name nonetheless. Hey, you know what? Baby steps. He's not going to play Fields next week at Green Bay, is he? He's going to pick up a quarterback. Oh, this could be good. I don't know. The quarterback market's hot right now. $26 for Carson Wentz. You heard it here first. I might go 27 He's playing Detroit. He could ball out. What if you ended up with him for 27 But if it prevented Eric or Dion from getting him? I'm going to go put in 28 right now. <laughs> Why? I never, I never used mine anyway because it's funny. <laughs> It'd be better if it was actually a live auction. It's easier running out. Well, we're kind of making it a live auction right now, so I'm telling. Oh, you this what is I'm coming doing. out before. Well, yeah, I guess it would be a, a little bit of a sprint to get. You're it not ready. actually putting 28 on Carson Wentz. Are You're you? right. I'm putting 29. Unbelievable. <laughs> no I'm not worried about it. I'm gonna be 0 and 2 after next week anyway. I've got to play Justin. It's gonna be a bloodbath. Wow, you're going that route, eh? You're gonna go the "woe is me." I'm gonna lose. I tried it last year. It's not fun. Guard your expectations. Sleeper, <laughs> sleepers already got them at fifty-seven percent. That's the worst deficit I've ever seen. So, oh, that's that's such a loser's mentality. Yeah, it's called protecting your emotions. Mm. <laughs> Still scarred from the near miss last year. I don't know. You saw Kenny. You did not have fun. Oh, and one check on Kevin. I know we briefly talked about it, but like realistically, you're not like Eric looks like he's like checked out for the rest of the year. But Kevin, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I like I said, fairly happy with how it uh, it went. 
Mike Williams, I don't know how he comes away with two points in a game where Keenan Allen gets hurt and Tom Brady played like ass. If he throws another touchdown, it's different. So that's fine. Just like you said, if you if you didn't have the monster game from Jefferson, you'd probably be feeling the same way I do. But obviously you don't. So that's how she goes. Okay. We've run out of things to talk about. Talk about. I'm calling it. All right. Good luck in week two, everyone. Except Tony. Yeah, retweet. For the record, I'm not actually checking out. I just think Justin's team is very good. Mm, okay. And that's the problem going into yeah. next week. That's just um, like... Russell Wilson would never have that attitude. Russell Wilson probably goes home and cries. behind you don't, don't ask anyone. oh my god i really do love you my discord name is kermit i and my instagram name is kermit as well i love you oh damn love you I too love you. got something for you no yeah why i don't know you said you love me so no but not you really oh.